and I hope you're sat not satisfied with anything less than the grace and mercy of God in your life. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if I even have to speak with, uh, with Janice's testimony every time I hear it. And to have her come back, like our staff, they, they saw her walking around camp uh, the day that she was going to share her testimony, and they said, there's something different, because they saw her. They, they witnessed her as our laundry lady, and, oh, she was always pleasant. But uh, there's something when the joy of the Lord grabs a hold of you, uh, that uh, the facial expressions, the actions, the, the words spoken uh, are undeniable. And uh, Janice was uh, such a testimony of that. Not just Janice, but any one of us, too. That can be us, uh, just understanding what the mercy of God is all about. This morning, I want to talk about small things. Um, where this is coming from is uh, a, a living illustration that happened to us this summer. July 10th, I was here in Killarney. I had to pick up uh, some around 600 pounds of frozen meat, uh, Killarney meats, and uh, thankful to various farmers that donate cattle. And uh, it was time to pick it up. I had come to Killarney, I picked it up, and on my way home, I thought I've got just enough time to stop in at the house and check answering machine messages and whatever, which I did. <clears throat> Decided I should go to the basement and just check things, and all of a sudden realized I had two inches of water in my basement. Was not nice. Uh, we were in the mid. We this summer we also did some work on our house. We took the stucco off and replaced the siding, and so therefore there was no eaves troughs and you know all that thing. And we had a lot of rain, and and I thought, oh, this is not what I need on July 10th, uh, middle of camp, and uh, and so on. So I made a phone call to Kathy, and I wasn't actually very pleasant. Uh, when you go to the house and you go to the basement and your carpet is in two inches of water and uh, our daughter, by the way, in the midst of that was moving from her apartment to another place and guess where her stuff was stored? Um, and yeah, so, you know, it, it just multiplied every time I got thinking of it. And so, but I had this 600 pounds of frozen meat. I can't deal with anything. So I quickly looked at the sump pump and picked up the float and, yeah, it worked okay. And the pump kicked in and I said, well, that's good. Good, I'll let it drain while I run to camp. I ran to camp and talked to Menno and uh, Menno was pretty gracious. So he said, not a problem. He hooked up the trailer and the truck and the maintenance people all came in and we started ripping out carpets and uh, moving things around. Uh, the humorous part of that was is we had a freezer that earlier that spring had done belly up and we lost some food there. You know, just things just piled up. And uh, we were able to get the freezer out because we had maintenance guys. And they're, they're, they're convinced that I had the flood to get the freezer out of the basement. It's one of those big, uh, you know, 20-year-old tanks and, and so on. Uh, but uh, that was not the case, but I used it as an opportunity. And uh, anyways, they left with all the garbage to the dump and, and so on, and I was left there 
and uh, with another uh, staff member, Eric. And I asked Eric if he could just hold a flashlight. The sump pump's a little awkward, so I said, just hold a flashlight and I'm going to just check and see. And I should have known something was wrong when I could pick the float up out of the, um, the sump pump hole. Because, and then I realized what the problem was. The float was working perfectly. The sump pump was working perfectly. But there's a screw that holds the float to the top of the pump so that the pill switch kicks in. And that screw had rusted. So it was floating and it hits the top of the tank and it can't. And that's what the problem was. I should have known the day before when I reached in and I could, yeah, everything's working. <laughs> but, uh, and then it got me thinking, what about the small things in our life? What are the small things that make big impact on the various things of our lives? What are the small things that God uses throughout Scripture to uh, impact a nation or impact a prophet or, and so on? So I started to look through my Bible on some small things, the things, little things that, well, we, we saw the children's video here, a little servant girl that just says, it's simple, just dunk seven times. It's a simple little thing. I mean, it can't be any worse than Turtle Mountain uh, Lake, right? Uh, with leeches and brown water and whatever, but they, they swim in it all the time. And so what's, what's the problem? And sometimes I think we're looking for the grandiose. We're looking for the large, uh, give me the bolt of lightning, Lord, and then I'll believe. But so often, it's the small, simple things of obedience. And so I want to, this morning, very, very quickly, just, uh, and again, I'm not going to give you so much the references as I think most of you will recognize the stories. But in 1 Kings 18, uh, the small cloud, Elijah had prayed for rain and there was three and a half years of no rain. And then he one day says to his servant, what do you see? And there was a small cloud on the horizon that produced rain. Elisha, the prophet, the small jar that... Uh, a small jar that just kept producing oil after oil after oil after oil, enough so that the lady could actually pay off her debtors and her son would not be sold into slavery and she could live off the income. All started with just a small amount of oil. If we go into the New Testament, actually before we do that, we could talk in Micah chapter 5, the Christmas story, and the prophecy in Micah 5 says, you, Bethlehem, a small village, out of you will come a savior.
There's in Matthew, it talks about the size of a mustard seed. If our faith is as small as a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds out there. But if our faith is as small as that, we could say to a mountain, jump into the sea and it would, it would happen. We could also look at the story of the feeding of the 5,000, a small boy with a small bag of lunch, right? Small. God uses small things. And just as in July 10th when he used that little screw uh, to teach me a lesson that it's not about the big, it's about the small. God wants to teach us that it's about the small things. The things that he's asked us to do on a daily basis. Read his word, pray, share with your neighbor. To do it faithfully, to do it in obedience. It's not about the grandiose. The grandiose comes because of small steps of obedience. The scripture passage that was read for us this morning was in James chapter 3. And there's three things in that passage that are small, but yet they're mighty. The first one is the bit in the horse's mouth. We have horses at camp, and many of you have been there and you've ridden them and or you've interacted uh, with horses to know that a bit can lead a horse in any direction that you need it to go. But it's a small thing in comparison to the size of a horse. But that bit helps us to control the a large animal. <clears throat> but then it talks about a rudder of a ship and how the rudder steers that ship through winds and through waves in any direction that the pilot wants it to go. And uh, that is amazing when you consider the size of a ship and the size of a rudder and what a rudder can do. But the third one is the tongue. It's a small member of the body and how important it is to deal with it properly. Because it, as was read, it can be used for good, it can be used for evil, it can build up, it can destroy the tongue. What, a, what an illustration of small things that God wants us to use. We have so much by way of uh, resources, by way of uh, just life. But it's all coming from small things, little things that build into our lives to make us who we are. God wants to use small things. God wants us to be obedient with the small things that we have. 
whether it's your home, whether it's your life or some form of your life where you want to invest into a neighbor or a loved one, God wants us to use that because it's the small things that have impact. Just as Kathy shared this, this morning about uh, Muhammad, and uh, I, again, it's one of those pictures that I will have for quite a while. I was in the uh, tuck shop the closing day, and he was coming in taking a whole bunch of selfies with everybody. Uh, and uh, so he would stand beside me and take a selfie, and then he would go beside somebody else. Be- it was a small thing, but that's his reminder of who his new family is. And he could take that back into his home and into his uh, sphere of influence, and he could show them uh, who he now is in Christ, and that he has people beside him praying for him and encouraging him. It's a small thing, but for him, it means the world. For him, it means his connection to his new family, the family of God, which is very foreign to him. And if you ever think of Muhammad, uh, you don't know him, but you know him by name now, pray for him. I'm sure it's not going to be easy coming from a Muslim home, coming to a Bible camp, and finding Christ and then going back to that Muslim home. Uh, so please pray that uh, he, uh, he finds the strength that he needs. And hopefully that small item of those pictures will be part of that. But uh, it was so exciting to stand there and see the joy on his face as he's sharing. And then I watched him take several pictures and the staff were goofing off in some of their pictures. And, you know, staff are staff. Uh, but, uh, but to him, that was a small thing, but it was large at the same time. As I was doing this, uh, I ran across this passage in Zechariah chapter 4. And again, we all know Zechariah 4, 6, where it says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. But if you go down to verse 10, it says, who dares despise the day of small things? This is the Lord speaking. Don't look down on the day of small things. Because it's the small things that God uses. It goes on, talks about a plumb line uh, that Zerubbabel, when he would pick that plumb line up, and that's a pretty small thing in the construction <laughs> uh, field, a plumb line. But when Zerubbabel would pick up the plumb line, they would know that God's salvation and the temple and all of the things that was being prophesied here would take place. It's a small thing. So don't despise the day of small things. I know in a sense I'm rambling here this morning. 
but that was a lesson that uh, was very vivid to us this year uh, because of a little screw on the top of a of a sump pump that rusted. And yeah, we could go into other lessons on that, that we should be maintaining things, and on and on. Uh, uh, you know, and then there's a scriptural lesson there too, right? We need to maintain our lives because we need to get into the word, we need to pray, and, and so on. Bottom line is, God uses all kinds of things to teach us lessons. And for this one, it was just a small little screw that uh, we are now living in denial. We haven't gone back to the house too much. Uh, we stayed there last night and we just went to bed. <laughs> uh, we, we have a lot of work to do in September uh, in cleaning up. But uh, again, uh, God will give us the strength. And uh, every day that we are doing that, we'll have that reminder that it's the small things that make a big impact. So my challenge is this. How big of an impact are you making on your community, in your family, in your workplace? Because it's the small things that you do that speak volumes to those around you. That word of kindness, it's a small thing, right? That I'll buy you a coffee. Those things speak volumes. And those things make lasting impressions. And if we are true believers of Jesus Christ, I, the Gospels don't show it overly. Uh, they show the big miracles and that sort of thing. But I'm sure there was a lot of small things about Jesus. Why people would flock to him. Probably because he had that kindness in his eyes. Kindness in his voice. The high as they, as they would walk by. And we can be that as well. Because we are to be Christians. Christ ones to the world around us. Father God, thank you for the illustration of small things. And Father, your word is filled with them. How you have used small things to impact lives, nations. Father, teach us that it's the small things that we do, that we say, that impact those around us. So, Father, teach us that. And not only teach us, Father, help us to put it into practice. And, Father, this world, this community, this church would be a better place when we do the small things that you have called us to do and to do it with joy, to do it knowing that we are doing it in obedience. So, Father, may we do that in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>